0: Well, last Sunday, last Sunday we talked about being vessels of the Holy Spirit. Clay pots. Some of us cracked pots. Fragile vessels that are sometimes cracked and chipped and broken that carry inside them a treasure. What was that treasure? Do you remember? It was the message of the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the treasure that we carry in these vessels that God has given us. And today I want to talk just a little bit more about that. I want to focus really more on living as a vessel, living by faith. And Paul talks about living by faith in his second letter to the church in Corinth which we get our epistle for this Sunday out of he writes but just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with scripture I believed and so I spoke we also believe and so we speak because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus And bring us with you into his presence. Yes, everything is for your sake. So that grace, as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. Because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So what exactly is Paul saying to the church at Corinth and by extension to us here at Countryside? Well, he's saying we're not going as believers to stay quiet about this treasure that we're carrying inside these vessels of ours. There's no way we're going to be quiet about this treasure. Just like the psalmist who wrote, I believed it, so I said it. We say what we believe. And what we believe is that the one who raised up Jesus will just as surely raise us up alive. And God works every detail to our advantage, to to our highest good, and to his glory. And that brings more and more grace and more and more people into the fold, which gives God more and more praise for his glory. And so we're not giving up. No matter how bad things seem, no matter what comes, we're not giving up. And how could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. Do you feel like that sometimes? That things are just not coming together? Even though that seems to be happening to us on the outside, on the inside, where God is making... All things new, you've heard that before, right? On the inside, not a day goes by without the grace of God unfolding in your life. Think about that for just a moment. No matter how bad things seem, God is making everything in your life new simply because you believe on him. So these hard times that we're going through are small potatoes compared to the good times that are coming. This lavish celebration that God has for each of us. I I can't help but think, when when I think about that truth out of the Bible, I can't help but think about Maydell's funeral on Friday though physically in in this life on this earth at this time she appeared to be declining which she was on the inside God was preparing a greater weight of glory for her which is being lived in her experience, right at this moment, a greater weight of glory that we can't even wrap our minds around. That's where Maydell is now. Mm, What a celebration that has to be. Her seeing Fred again, after all this time. See, there's, there's a lot more here going on in this life for you as a believer than meets the eye. The things that we see now are here today and gone tomorrow but the things we can't see now those are the things that last forever. And we know that when these bodies of ours are taken down the message says like tents and folded away. They will be replaced by resurrection bodies in heaven. Bodies that are God made, not handmade. Not made out of the dust of the ground. A body that will never have to ever relocate again. Those of you who have spent any one-on-one time with me, those of you who have been attending Sunday worship regularly, those of you who come to Bible study, you've heard me say this all along. Hardship in this world, especially for the Christian, is part of our everyday experience, right? When our circumstances in this life are such that it seems that our universe is just unraveling, spiraling out of control. What's really going on is that God is just winding things up for your greater good. Now, I'm not saying he causes the problems. Don't misunderstand me. But God uses everything for his glory, for his honor, and for your highest good. if I can use myself for an example one more time because let me tell you I am far from a perfect human being and things happen in my life that I wish didn't but when I slammed into a truck or rather a truck slammed into me at 50 plus miles an hour head on It's hard to think of that as being something for my highest good. You ever have something happen that you go, how is this possibly going to benefit me? But when I think of the revelation that came in that instant about what the peace that passes all understanding really means, When I think about the blessings that have come into my life as a result of that event, not the least of which is that I'm still able to stand here and preach God's word. When I think about those blessings, then I understand that those stuff happens in this fallen and broken world. God is in control and he has a plan. we often ask, I think, why is this happening to me? You ever have something happen in your life and you, you, you think, what did I do to deserve this? The answer is very often simply because we live in this fallen, broken world that I've been talking about. It's a fallen and broken world, but it's One that is every day being redeemed by the power of God. He's working in and through us, the church. And so we are these vessels that carry the good news of salvation, of forgiveness, of redemption. And that makes us part of the solution. And we are part of the solution when we are willing to join in with what God is already doing in the world. I mean, if you're like me, you tend to get bogged down in your circumstances, don't you? Kind of look at everything that we're going through, and that, that tends to be our focus. We focus on the afflictions. We focus on the hardships, the trials, the tribulations, all of that. We might ask, you know, why am I not being healed? We might say, why are my prayers going unnoticed, unheard? We might say, why isn't God doing this or God doing that in my life? We tend to focus on these momentary afflictions as if they were the sum total of our existence. It's easy to focus on those because they press on us every day. But see, Paul says here, we are more than meets the eye. We were created to be so much more than our troubles, more than our hardships, more than our sin and our sickness and our death. The hardships that we endure are just this little blip on a radar screen of this vast eternal experience that God has given us. And we call it life. And so we simply must not allow those afflictions to define who we are. We must never allow those slight momentary afflictions to claim our true identity because the truth is that God hears prayer, right? The truth is that even though we see God dimly through the glass now, one day we're going to see him clearly in all his glory And his majesty. The truth is that God heals every believing Christian who prays for wholeness. And I'll explain that in a minute. The truth is that God who sees our past, present, and future all at once has already healed. He's already redeemed. He's already rescued. He's already transformed. He's already purified every single believer without exception. Because he's already where we're going now you might look at, at our dear sweet Maydell who was lying in a casket Friday and say why didn't God heal her well you can't define Maydell by birth, life on this earth and death that's not who she is Her body was in the casket, but Maydell was not. She was healed. No more pain, no more tears, no more blurriness of thought, none of that. Completely, totally healed. As will we all be as believers in Jesus. And so we have to let go of our timeline. This timeline of material human existence. We have to let go of that timeline and grab on to the perfect spiritual life that God has for each other. We have to realize that your healing is there for you. Your redemption and forgiveness are there for you. Your transformation is there for you. You already have it it's been bought and paid for for you by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And so don't let it lie there unused on the shelf. Claim it. Claim it. Matter of fact, say it. Say, I claim it. I I claim it. Amen. It's been given to you freely. No strings attached, no payment due. Take it, it's yours. Free gift. Might not be any free lunches, but there's free salvation. The slight momentary affliction in this human condition that we are in is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. Why? Because. We look not what can not at what can be seen, but what cannot be seen. Because what we can see is temporary. What we can't see, well that stuff's eternal. I'm gonna close with a thought from first John chapter three. See, God loves us with this unparalleled love. It's such a mystery how much God loves us. When you think about the brokenness of our vessels, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, when you think about the brokenness of this vessel, that the God who created the universe would value you so much. And so John tells us that there is an amazing love and it impacts this human condition that we're in and it has impact on your future. He says, see what love the Father has given us. That we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him. For we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him... Purify themselves just as he is pure. And so we say together here as the church, come quickly, Lord Jesus. This is the reality of who we are and we want it sooner rather than later, don't we? So it's okay to be a cracked pot. It's okay to be a chipped vessel. It's okay to be broken because with every chip, with every crack, with every break, that treasure, that light of Jesus Christ seeps out into the world as an example to the rest of the world of what it is to be a vessel for Jesus Christ and his gospel message. It's not how many chips you have or how you got them. It's what you do with them that matters. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.